0: the people need to be able to think speak and act without self restraint as an academic scientist i have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field such as dr peter McCullough, dr zev zelenko dr joseph ladapo and dr harvey riche this is america out loud talk radio welcome to my liberty hour i am dr paul alexander Well, you're back. You're listening to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network, spreading truth and accurate information to Americans and all who are willing to listen. I'm fighting with warriors such as Dr. Peter McCullough, and you know him. He has a show in this network, and we are trying constantly to share information so that the public, the American public, could lead could have information to make more accurate, informed decision-making for their lives. We are fighting constantly against legacy media, um, tyranny, far-left globalist media outlets, the deep state, foreign powers, doing their best to shape the narrative within America and to subvert the country and the success of America. All we've been subjected to for the last three years, if the focus is on COVID, yet I don't think the show should be, but if it is, I just have just been complete lies. I want to talk about a few items today, and I'll start in this session with talking about America and what I consider to be that America is actually invading itself, and you might find as a a strange way or inflammatory way of making, it's an inflammatory statement, but I'm I'm being as brutally honest as I could. America is invading itself. The United States government is invading America, led by the Biden administration. The Obama administration started the invasion of America too. Even the Bush administration. Trump start, tried to hold it off. But there's a deep state, organized. This this flooding, this coming across the U.S. border, the southern border, this is orchestrated. This is a mass invasion. This is almost like other countries waging war on America by invading it first. We have drugs coming up to the southern border, fentanyl. Remember, What's very interesting and curious is that fentanyl comes through the southern border, but the precursors to make the fentanyl are made, manufactured, and begin in Wuhan, China, the same place that gave us the COVID virus. Is the same place that has sent us fentanyl, the precursors, and and in, in the southern United States is put together, and then makes its way. across the border. What's my view on that? Well, I think it's time. It's way past time that the United States government issues some instructions to the Air Force and we send up two to three B-1B bombers and we send them over to China and we head to Wuhan and we introduce them to the interior cargo of the B-1B bombers. I say that we bomb, incinerate all of the Wuhan factories that make the precursors to fentanyl because fentanyl kills about 120,000 Americans a year. I say bomb them. Don't put no troops or anything, of course. Just bomb, bomb from the air. Obliterate them. And if they build them back, bomb them again. I'll have my words on what we should do at the southern border with those cartels, and another show. But tonight I'm calling for the bombing of the Wuhan factories that make the precursors to fentanyl. I want to talk to you about McCarthy and the speaker Speaker position. Now he has lost six, six tribes. What would it take for him to understand he doesn't have the votes? They don't want him. They don't want him. And um, I'm very happy for this. I want him to hold out. I don't, want, I don't want McCarthy a speaker. He's a globalist rhino. He's he's bad for America. And I think as much as it looks like intransigence and a, um, a Congress is so divided, I think it's how the founding fathers wanted it. Maybe he didn't want it to be such a drama to pick a speaker. But in this case... We've lost so much. We want the right person there. It may well come down to McCarthy still. Now I'm hearing that he's thinking about switching across the aisle to the Democrats to get them to give him the 218 votes. Well, first of all, that must be uh, bogus information sent out there to make us look like fools. But stranger things have happened. So if that's what he's going to do, that'd be a complete disaster. And that will really tell us the fraud of the United States government right now, between the Congress and, and the Senate, that this guy wants to be Speaker so badly that he will reach across the aisles to the Democrats to get the votes to take him over the top. My question is, how will he govern? Because those... those are. Uh, five to ten Congress people who are not voting for him, not giving him the 218, they won't be co- cooperating with him when, when he's governing, when they're governing. So for every vote, he will go wrong in defeat. And what? He's going to have to get Democrats to vote with him? But that'd be a disaster because if he did that, he giving them too much power. They will demand veto powers over all of the different investigations. And I'm very happy for those 20 or so who are holding out. Can you imagine all of the COVID investigations we want to do going to get straitjacketed and maybe even end it because McCarthy is going to have to sideline them to make the Democrats have. They're going to say, well, we will give you the votes to make you Speaker, but you can't have no COVID investigations to examine the vaccine that's been killing everyone and all of the crazy policies, lockdown, lunacy, et cetera. I want to touch on another topic. Dokovic. I think this is a joke. This is a joke now. Because this guy played in the French Open, etc. The United States is the only place that's not allowing him to come and play. And he's at the cusp right now of becoming the greatest player that ever played. I mean, he would have gotten that title two years ago. Had the Australian open and the U.S. open, people not screw around with him. To say that he can't play unless he gets a vaccine to get in is ridiculous at this point. We all know that the vaccine has failed and doesn't stop transmission. What then is the purpose for Dokovic to get it? If he took the vaccine, it would not stop him from transmitting infection if he were infected. So it confers no societal benefit. You can't infect anybody in his stands because the vaccine wouldn't work. But we've moved on from this. Why? It's such hypocrisy by the United States that they would do him this at this point. Imagine you could flood 40,000, 50,000 people into the flushing meadows for the open. You don't ask them when they're paying their money to enter the turnstile your vaccine status. You don't do that. But you want this guy who's coming to play to have a vaccine so you can keep him out. Look, my view, this is very simple for Djokovic. He has a decision to make. I heard him in an interview recently where he said, if he has to make the decision over not winning any more Grand Slams and not becoming officially listed as the greatest player that ever played, better than Dion Borg, Pete Sampras, all of these guys, Better than Nadal now. I used to think Roger Federer was the best that ever played. I mean, his grace and the delicate touch of the ball was fascinating to watch at his prime. I think I would have loved to see Federer at his prime, 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 playing Pete Sampras at his prime. Not even beyond work are in these guys' league, to me. I would have liked to see McEnroe at his prime, playing Federer at his prime. I would even like to see um, Dokovic now playing Sampras at his at his prime. It's very interesting. These guys are so good, and some of them, I thought Pete Sampras was probably could have been the greatest that ever played. His service, his volleys, everything his 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 feet, his footwork on the court. But when you watch a guy like Federer come along. And you bring that kind of grace and a uh, gentlemanness to the court. You really have to tip your hat. And then when you look at Dokovic, workhorse. Look, I will tell um Novak, brother, it's uh, very simple. Pack up two bags with your rackets and head to the southern border. Take a plane to Mexico as we are going on a vacation. And then when you're in Mexico, head to the border. Walk, join the crowd, the caravans. And just enter America with your rackets, and then when they come across, they're giving you free bus rides to New York. Don't even wait for them to offer you; jump on the bus. Tell them you're going, and you go down there, and you take an Uber, and you go to the stadium, and you're going to you go and play. Because the issue here is they don't want them to come in the portable and without a the vaccine, but the but the damn illegals could cross the border with lice and all kinds of infections. We're not stopping them. We're not checking their TB and all of that. I mean, I'm frank. I have children in America too. I speaking on behalf of Americans. You have all these people coming up. You're not vetting them for disease. You're not vetting them for this COVID vaccine or anything. You're not even vetting them for COVID. You're not vetting them for anything. And you're letting them stroll in with all the, the, the Wuhan fentanyl, killing Americans. You even have jihadists going down south in Honduras, etc., in Mexico, in all, in all of these places, and disguising themselves as Latino and, and joining the, 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 the march into America. And they're coming in there, 20, 30 years old, <clears throat> dressing like a Latino, next minute sitting down with your 10-year-old daughter in her class, with grand designs to rape and murder her at some point, because that's what they do. I'm talking about jihadists. I'm not talking about good, God-fearing people. I'm talking about bad, depraved people. So, Dokovic just needs to go down to the southern border. His business will be fixed. He can play as many games as he wants. That's my view. What I want to do is, um, I want to go back to this situation with the Buffalo Bills player, Damar Hamlin who collapse on the field. I think by now, many of you have read my substack, that blog that I put out daily with all of the science. You can find it at Alexander COVID News. That is A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R space COVID space news. All of these things I talk about, I write about them daily. I want to talk about Damar again. Because when, when I have discussions with Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Daniel Stock, myself, Dr. Ramin Oskari, etc. We try to craft what we think has happened. <clears throat> and we think the most likely diagnosis, based on the very, very minuscule certainty we have right now, because there's so much stuff being thrown out to us. And there's so many things not being clarified. But based on what we know so far, we're willing to argue that what you witnessed there is that guy died on the field. He definitely died for 10 minutes. Sorry to say, sad to say. Thank God for the Bills' medical response. And that's another thing we should talk about because it was never like that before. I totally beefed up now. And it could be because they were anticipating these collapses and stuff on the on the playing field. So all of these NFL teams have mega responses, all sorts of, what do you call it, um, assisted electrical devices to shock the heart, etc., back into compliance. We think that this is vaccine-induced myocardial scarring. That's scarring of the myocardium of the heart, musculature of the heart from a prior COVID injection. So myocarditis that led to a higher adrenaline arrhythmia episode because of his exertion and his plane, and it caused cardiac arrest. That's what we're seeing. Being hit may or may not have impacted that sequence of events. In other words, we could argue that we want to separate the cardiac arrest from the hit. In other words, what I am trying to say is it might be that that was booked and baked in, that collapse, it was going to happen at that moment, whether he got hit or not. So the chance of vaccine myocarditis scarring and subsequent an rhythmic predisposition is much greater than the chance of that condition. they these medical talking heads on CNN, etc., commercial cordis, absent of vaccine, cardiac injury. I don't buy that commercial cordis. They all came out in unison to sing that song and to, and to misdirect you and confuse you. I wouldn't argue almost for sure vaccine injury. Because that commercial cordis is very large and is not in his age range. It's very rare in his age range, to be honest. And his commercial cordis, if you buy that, is non-projectile related. He didn't get hit by a ball or a puck, etc. In that specific area in the lower left chest. But we know that vaccine myocarditis, the scarring from it is very common. And we know that the Buffalo Bills said that they are 100% vaccinated. So, the most likely diagnosis from the, the little uncertainty we have is vaccine induced myocardial scarring, leading to higher general arrhythmia. Subclinical vaccine use myocarditis must be considered in a differential diagnosis. So, what I'm seeing is no NFL players should take the field until they are tested for myocarditis now. None. No Buffalo Bills, no NFL player. The league, the NFL is in a serious bind right now because he is not the first and he will not be the last. they are going to be much more. So I want to remind you, check out my Substack at Alexander COVID News and also um, my website, drpaulalexander.com. I want to close this segment by reminding you America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You could also listen on our MP3 player, our MP Media player, from anywhere browser, anywhere in the world. All of my shows go to podcast the following day after the broadcast is heard. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeartPodcast, and many more. Go to America Out Loud under our shows, our schedule, and look for Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty. Thank you very much.
1: I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. Let me tell you, this is an innovation. The Genesis Fogger uses HOCL. This is a form of hypochlorite. This is a powerful disinfectant uh, that is tried and true. It's for sure kills SARS-CoV-2, the COVID-19 virus, but many other pathogens, including bacterial as well as uh, mycofungal pathogens, enter the Genesis Fogger. It is a powerful mister. It's a dry mist and it does cleanse the air. It does uh, have a tremendous uh, disinfectant capability for the room. It's used for industrial purposes uh, and elsewhere, but now it's brought to you in your home to better defend you against SARS-CoV-2, the virus, COVID-19, as well as a host of other pathogens. So if you go to uh, the uh, promotional code and enter in out loud, you can receive a discount off of your first purchase. So go to the Genesis Fogger website and take a look at it. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud
2: Talk Radio. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet, we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next.
0: Hey, welcome back to the Doctor Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Once again, we're gonna try and discuss some issues that that I think are important to you and that we should touch on. I know we're dealing with this with this very crushing situation of the Mar Hamlin, the Bills NFL player who dropped on the field in the game with. I think since Cincinnati. The truth of the matter is my belief as I'm saying it in words, the way I look at it is he technically died. I want people held accountable for that. I want to discuss that in more detail. But for me to discuss it, I want to remind you about the dirty dozen. Remember, keep that name in your head, the dirty dozen. These are the people who I want in a court first. Properly deposed, properly investigated, proper trials, no kangaroo court, insane situation. I want proper judges going to rule because what the judges say to do, we will do. If the judges say that they didn't do anything wrong with this COVID lunacy, this whole pandemic fraud, this vaccine that they brought to kill people, which is doing, as you see what it has done to Damar, If the judge says take all their money, we will take every cent and put them in the poorhouse, Put them in the streets. If the judge says lock them up, we lock them up. Whatever judges say we will do. I'm talking about the dozen, the first 12, and I have many, many, many more. But I want these 12 first. Fauci. In my eyes, a criminal. I want him investigated and deposed. Books. For her role in the pandemic forward with Fauci. Both of them conspired against President Trump. If I could, I'd put them in a jail without a trial. But we don't operate like that in America. They need a fair trial. Because it might be, it might be shown that they did good. I'll accept that too. Once everything is done fairly. But if I could jail them for life, I would. Francis Collins, he's the top dog. As Fauci's boss, I want him investigated in a courtroom. Alex Cesar, Trump made a grave mistake hiring that guy. That guy was a vaccine shield, a dangerous guy who headed up HHS. He gave vaccine developers and the CDC and NIH and all of the players involved liability protection under the PREP Act in February, March of 2020. It's because of that PrEP Act we are in this situation today because they have no exposure and they could have brought this fraud injection to the FDA. Who could have approved the emergency use authori- authorization knowing it was fraudulent? Albert Bula, CEO of Pfizer, criminal. He called me a criminal in the media. He called McCullough criminal and he said you're criminals because we are questioning him. He is the criminal. I want him in a courtroom. I want every penny taken away from that beast, Albert Buller, CEO of Pfizer. Stefan Bansel, CEO of Moderna. I want him also investigated. Jail him for life. Ashish Jha. Probably, probably. I used to think that Walensky was the most inept, stupid public health official out. But Ashish Jha has taken that crown. That's. Is an idiot. That was the guy, Dr. Ashish Jar from uh, I think Brown University. That was the guy who, when we went to the Senate for the hearing, Senator Johnson, etc., called a snake oil salesman because of the early outpatient treatment. So when they turn around and ask him, Dr. Jar, this is after he called George Farid, Dr. Fareed, Dr. Peter McCullough, etc., people who treated successfully and kept alive tens of thousands of Americans. This guy is saying that we are snake oil people. We are frauds and we we are dangerous. We said, Dr. Jha, how many patients have you treated? And he looked sheepish and he said, zero, none. Imagine that, none. Rochelle Wolinski, CDC director, I think the requirement for her to get her job was on the CDC prospectus for hiring was, we are seeking the most, the person who could lie the most straight face into the camera and blink. That was the job description. She got it. There's nobody. I've checked. There's nobody in Washington better than going in lie. She lies stone cold facing you. Ralph Barrett, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Wuhan Institute of Virology, player, helped develop the chimeric coronavirus that we are dealing with now. Daszak, EcoHealth Alliance, another criminal. Francis Collins, Dazak, Barak, and Fauci. I could call them the four horsemen of the apocalypse with Bull and so maybe six. Six horsemen. Howard New, Public Health Asia Canada, Investigate him, jail him for life. Not one day ever ever heard anything he ever said it was based on science or logic. Illogical, irrational, hysterical, absurd, nonsensical, specious, junk. Did I use the right number of adjectives thus far? Are there any others to describe new? No. Teresa Tam, his sidekick. What an idiot. I don't know what else to say about Dr. Teresa Tam, but I want proper legal inquiries of this 12. Proper. You need to understand, again, we are in an era of a sort of a a warfare, a battle for our minds. We call it fifth-generation warfare where they're using military-grade tech tactics and techniques on us, and you don't even realize this is military-grade warfare they're waging, using the media and the IT, messing with your mind, with disinformation, malinformation, misinformation, however you want to call it, fifth-generation warfare. So we're in a different dimension now, because the battle and the objective is our minds. That's their goal, the prize to them is to destroy you, destroy your mind. And they're doing a good job at it when you see what they did with this COVID. Ah, you know, I. when I go through these topics and I do some thinking before, I get so angry when I consider the things that we have to deal with. And um, I think what we've dealt with with this player dropping on the field coming out of the snowstorm, the ice storm in Buffalo, that killed 50, 60 people. And then immediately during that, while trying to clear it out, we're finding dead bodies still in Buffalo, and this house fire that killed about five children. It's just a very catastrophic situation. Very bad. You know, people ask me about something I had posted on Substack, where I was trying to be a little tongue-in-cheek, try to explain to them how I looked at it. And I said, let me phrase it this way. Tamiflu was a failed drug in search of a disease. And it got one back in 2009, the H1N1 influenza. So that's the standard of care. Remdesivir was a failed Ebola drug. Couldn't find a disease for it. It was going to be dumped into the lake. And they decided it was COVID now. That's standard of care. The gene vaccine, the COVID gene injection was in search of a disease. They were developing it and developed it. It got COVID as a disease. And the fraud pandemic, I argue, was in search of a president. They emboldened it and enlarged it and implemented it. And they gave it to Trump. That's how I look at this. And I want to say it this way here. I am calling for murder charges to be laid on Pfizer and Moderna and Fauci and the vaccine developers who developed the mRNA DNA gene injection. I want them indicted, charged for murder. Today, why? Because what you witnessed was the killing or the near killing, the attempted murder of a black man, NFL player, on live television. Damar Hamlin was killed for 10 minutes on that field. And we don't even know his status right now. While they ran around trying to lie to you about commercial cordis, that this is some condition that because he got struck in his chest. That was a lie. They know it's a lie. They, they, the same way that they could argue with Dr. Alexander, how you can make a diagnosis. You're you 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 are McCullough and you people, you're not even examining this patient. Same with them. they sit sitting down in their armchair talking about commercial cordis. They know it's BS, it's bulk. This guy died, in my opinion, unless they show me otherwise. This guy died. This was vaccine-related myocarditis that scarred his heart. And because of the exercise and the exertion, the flood of catecholamines into that damaged system, scarred heart, it's too much, stressed the heart out, suffered cardiac arrest, that adrenaline rush. The same thing happens when you wake early and those deaths that we're seeing, and we wrote that sub called dying just before dawn. We are talking about people, especially young people who die in their sleep as they're waking in the morning because the flood of catecholamines at that point, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine. <clears throat> if you had silent myocarditis, and that's the dots that you have to connect. We are talking about silent myocarditis where your heart is inflamed Whatever. But nobody ever did any troponin high sensitivity tests. Nobody ever did any EKG on you. They, they never looked for anything because you were asymptomatic, silent. But you had catastrophic myocarditis. And when you exerted yourself, those were the athletes that dropped dead on the field. And the people who are dying in their sleep, or those who are beginning to rise and wake in the morning. The flood of catecholamines. It's a very interesting situation. Those That adrenaline is released when you're exerting yourself on the field, playing, as well as when you're waking in the morning. Either which way, if the heart is scarred and damaged by myocarditis, the electrical conduction and activity is so erratic and suboptimal so that that stress placed on the heart by the surge of these adrenaline-like chemicals overwhelms the heart and causes cardiac arrest. So I want these people charged with murder because what they're really telling you is that they murdered somebody on the field in front of you, in front of tens, of if not hundreds of millions of people that night. Watch a black guy. This is not just the killing of him. This is a racist component. And i telling you, i calling it out. Every single NFL player, or any athlete in America must be screened for myocarditis if they took that COVID gene injection before they go back on the field. They must demand it. Do not take the field, for you could be the next Damar. Do not let them lie to you and confuse you with this commercial, call this bullshit. I think it's time to lay murder charges on Pfizer, Moderna, and CDC, and NIH, and FDA, and NIAID, Fauci, Francis Collins, Wolinski, Ashish Jha. It's time to charge them. They killed a black man openly on television. His heart stopped for 10 minutes. He needs CPR. And I believe it stopped again when he entered the hospital. That's what the news is saying. So, where are the black activists now? Where's Black Lives Matter? Where's the Congressional Black Caucus? Where's Jesse Jackson? Where's Al Sharpton? Where's Mad Max, Maxine Waters? Always in search of a protest. Where's Gloria, ambulance, chaser, all red? Always in search of a protest and and confusion. Where are are the ACLU to protect his rights? They killed him, or they they tried to kill him. Blacks in America have to stand up now. The, The Biden administration flooding the border with illegals from South America. And I went to the hospital in New York, two hospitals in one day. And I sat there and I saw illegals being brought into the hospital for small little injuries like playing some game and a gash on the leg, little little gash near plaster. You had people waiting 10, 12 hours because I was there. Black Americans, white Americans, poor people, all kinds of people. And these illegals were put in front of them. We watch in horror. You're shocked. And I spoke to the nurses and the nurses even came to us and apologized and said, look, we can't do anything about it because these are the orders coming from up top in the hospital. Blacks being sidelined for these illegals when Black Americans put so much skin in the game for centuries in America, building America. That is reprehensible. The Biden administration really held to account over that. No illegals are coming to this country and take precedence over people who are tax paying, hard working people. So, they're trying to tell me, Peter McCullough, etc., Dr. Osque. They're trying to tell us to shut up. Don't whisper vaccine with Damar. No, I am telling them, are you crazy? That's what likely put him down. So you must be a lunatic to think that I will not talk to the American people and tell them what I think. Under no condition will be shut up. Yes. I'm telling you, they kill him. They kill or try to kill Damar with that fraud gene injection kill shot, and it's going to continue. It's going. To, you're going to see more drop on the field. That's the sad reality of it. For me, they committed a murder on live television. Murder, murder in the first look. I want to talk about a really good company, two of them. One is the Unity Project out of California looking at stopping the vaccine in children, and one is the wellness company. You know the wellness company? You could find them at twc.health. So that's twc.health, and you can get healthcare there, trusted and unbiased doctors. This is what the future of medical care in America will look like. You'll have access to top-flight healthcare on call from anywhere. TWC.help. You can get access to uncensored content, medical content. You can schedule virtual medical appointments with real doctors, doctors who aren't as are scared to follow protocols that keep you alive and healthy. Early treatment protocols, everything. They're not constrained. They have their own internet-based kind of pharmacy. that would fill all their prescriptions. Exclusive. Geared tailored treatment packages. You can get vaccine-exempt letters too. World-class supplements and healthcare products. Much, much more. Visit the website, twc.net. And you see, the last few years have proven just how broken our healthcare system is. And we need healthcare approaches now that are a little more revolutionary to offer life-saving medical treatments. Look, find me at my Substack, please. I write every day, Alexander COVID News. That's A L E X A N D E R, space, COVID space news. I also have my own website, drpaulalexander.com. And, you know, if you want to give me any support, check it out at Zell, Z E L L E, at the email SR7283 at gmail.com. Don't forget to buy my book, Presidential Takedown at Amazon. Please, thank you.
2: For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website icsc-climate.com
0: Thanks again for tuning in to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Thanks very much for joining America Out Loud Talk Radio and you know it plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser, anywhere in the world. I'll remind you again, please look for my COVID and my political writings on my Substack blog, Alexander COVID News. Just search under Alexander, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, space COVID, space news. And um, it's free, free access, as well as there's a minimal, modest... Uh, annual fee if you decide to become a paying subscriber. And uh, it's about $3 a month. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you today about two things. I wanted to touch on the situation that's exploding in China and the potential impact on the United States. But more importantly, I wanna talk about African Americans and their situation and what what the great society did. And I'll be a little brief on this one. It might seem controversial to some of you, but I think it's something I I speak and I speak to having immigrant roots. Look, if you look at historically in America, there are all sorts of statements that we've been barraged with. And I'll give you one as an example. As a as a scientist, you know, I look at a lot of data. I've all I'm also as a student in the past of uh, the great Thomas, Dr. Thomas uh so well, um some of his writings are staggering, and you should visit his work. For example, there's this contention that um, women are paid less than men, than men in the United States. And I think So had shown in some very ingenious research that the question really is you have to separate out to get to that to look at the modeling properly and the data is what type of woman are you talking about? Are you talking about never married women? That's women who never left the workforce and had children, et cetera. So one constrained by the fact that when they went back into the workforce, they couldn't even start back at that level. So yes, they did take a hit on their career and their earning potential. What? So which woman are you talking about? Because when we look at the data, what we see is if you took a couple, a black couple, an, an African-American couple in America. And you track them for about 20 to 35 years. Both of them marry together for about 30 to 35 years. College educated. So they have their university degrees and they work their way through together. Married couple. And you pair them. And you look at the data of a group of, another group of, Married people, but white Americans, Caucasian. work for 30, 35 years. All college educated. Matched. Both groups matched. What's interesting is when you look at the data, at the end of the time, we see that the black couple actually makes 2,000 U.S. more a year. I'm telling you, 2,000 U.S. more a year. So all of those differences fall away when you adjust for various variables in, in the modeling and the issue always is never never married women that's the issue and why I brought that up first is because when you look at the data across the last couple hundred years in America from 1865 or so when slavery ended in the United States to 1965 that 100 year period when you look at all of the socioeconomic indicators you find that for all of them, employment, house ownership, um, uh, single versus uh, full fa- intact family led households, educational level, everything. You we found that black Americans, even coming out of slavery over that century, were, were at par or even outpacing white Americans in, in many of the socioeconomic factors. And this is not a racial, racist commentary today. I'm just trying to talk to you about facts. There's a lot of rhetoric all, all, always, and I'm trying to make you understand something. Black Americans were digging out of the hole and the trauma and the devastation of slavery on their own, based on their own working ability and their drive and their capacity. And, 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 and in many of the indicators, they were actually all peace and wise to 1965, for that 100-year period, even with the yoke of slavery around their neck still, the ravages of slavery, they were doing it. Yet, when you look from 1965 at the same data from the advent of the Great Society, when Lyndon Baines Johnson implemented that program, the Great Society, from 1965-66 onwards, you saw an immediate plunge of all of the economic indicators. All of them went down flat. You had in in about 1964, you had one in four American households, Black American households, led by a single parent. One in four. So, 25%. From about 1995, which was 30 years after the Great Society began and all of these great programs. You know what I mean by great. I really mean garbage. junk, devastating programs on the Black family and the Black community. Section 8 housing, welfare and all of these things. It broke the back of the Black American. It did. We see by 1990 four out of five, a little bit more than four out of five, so almost 82%, of black households were headed by single parents. Went from 25 to over 80%. Why? Why? By a single parent, often the mother and most often the grandmother. Why? Where all the fathers went? Who incentivized them to leave? What? What structural changes happened? What drove him from the home? Why is he not parenting his boys and his girls? Why? Why? Most of these young guns running on the street, these thugs, these gangbangers, they have no followers. None. And we know that 90% of the capital murders in the black community by blacks on blacks. Why? Does the Democrat Party even care? Does the Republican Party care? Do anybody care? Does anybody care? And now that the Democrats, et cetera, realizing that blacks are waking up, that they have been living for the last 50, 60 years on a Democrat slave plantation still, an economic and a slave physically enslaved plantation. They're beginning to wake up and bumble, and rumble and bubble. They want to leave. Some of them leaving. So what does the Democrat Party do? they pivot now to Latinos coming out of South America. They're looking for the illegal vote in, to, to, to to nationalize these people and get them the ability to vote. It's a very solid, putrid fear. That's how um, Democrats would treat Black Americans who had built America to put skin in the game. That's what Democrats would do. It's a devastating situation. It's very poor form. Blacks must punish Democrats to depose, and even Republicans, because to me, I'm a... I wouldn't even say I'm a conservative, I'd be more of a libertarian. I'm, I'm right of center, right of center. But the Republicans too, many of them don't care. They don't care about blacks, particularly rhinos. And they don't, and Democrats are worse because the Democrats lie to the blacks and make you think they care. And they're just pimping the blacks for the vote. And that's a sad situation. Black Americans are in a really tough situation they're trying to get out of the hood, and every time they try to pull themselves out of the hood again, drag back down in the hood. All of the cities that are underwater in America, high crime, high unemployment, high everything bad, can't even walk the streets. All have Democrat mayors, Democrat Congresspeople, Democrat senators, etc., city councils, the whole world. They're devastating. They've all failed. They're corrupt politicians, crooked people. Most of them should be in a jail cell. So, what Lyndon Baines Johnson, the Democratic Party, did to Black Americans was a devastating injustice with this great society. It functioned to hollow out the Black community and the family, the nuclear family, not just for Blacks for all. Anyway, I want to shift to the situation that China and the ending of the zero COVID. Because, as you know, China, the question is, what's going to happen next? Because infections are surging in China now, and, and therefore cases will rise, and we're going to have some deaths. You have to accept that. China locked on too long and too hard, as I've said before in the show. And that means that the population do not have baseline immunity. And that means that now that zero COVID is relaxed, that means that Chinese people will get infected, but the question is they have to calm down and not knee-jerk react and not go on lockdown again or close schools or mass vaccinate or mass test or mass quarantine. None of those things worked. Not in America, not anywhere in the world. Every single one was a failure and China's zero lockdown was a failure. And now that they moved to end the zero COVID policies for the last three years why? Because of protests and they suffer their people. Chinese were jumping out of the window in their apartments. You saw it on the news. The main implication is your COVID policy, besides decimating your economy, stunting your social, emotional, and psychological development, especially the young kids. People suffering from self-harm, they even take their lives. The main implications is it denies your population. They did that in America, too. And it's done that now in China for the world to see from garnering sufficient exposure to virus and recovery and thus baseline natural immunity. Only if the population develops baseline natural immunity could they inch further to herd immunity. The initial concern about these infections as surging in China is whether the surge that we're seeing could fuel a new round of variants and infections in the United States. But the good news, and we're looking at the data right now, is that the U.S. has so much baseline immunity, natural immunity, over the last three years that 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 natural immunity is often much robust, very robust, against any variants that come its way. And when we look at the data, yeah, it could be an immunity challenge. And yes, it could be a little, you know, you might, a lot of people be asymptomatic. And a lot of people might get some illness, some symptoms. But wow, a little breach of the innate immune system could happen. But all reporting suggests that the emerging threats, for example, the new variant in America, XBB 1.5, when we track the lineage, etc., we seen that it emerged in America, it didn't come from China. It came from within America itself, from in New York and parts of Connecticut late october so i think we have to calm down in terms of thinking about what would happen if variants from china comes to america our immune system can handle it i mean if something is sufficiently different different so if you had what we call antigenic shift not antigenic drift shift a lot of recombination and maybe sufficiently different new virus new strains that might be an issue for us to consider. So I agree that reversing zero COVID will cause a dramatic increase in number of COVID infections, cases, deaths, etc. Even deaths, because remember, in every population you have a high number of people who are elderly and high risk. So just like for common cause and influenza, seasonal influenza, people die. Your granny at 85 with two or three underlying medical conditions, she gets a bad cold. She'll die. She'll get pneumonia. Can't do anything about that. That's life. And we live with that. We accept that as free people and, and societies. But the Chinese government made a catastrophic mistake when they had enough evidence over these last three years from, from even America where everything failed. And that was the evidence they could have used. They could have used the failures to educate themselves on how all of the lockdowns were failures, etc. There's enough evidence showing the devastation. But the argument I'm making right now from China for Chinese that the only way you could tame a pandemic is to cut the chain of transmission, and this only comes about the exposure to virus or vaccine, and subsequent sterilizing immunity. And the existing COVID gene injections, we know about them in America and in Europe, etc. They don't sterilize the virus, they don't stop infection, replication, or transmission. So, what is China to do? Zero COVID has ended and infections are skyrocketing. We are asking China, don't mass vaccinate. Because in America and in Europe, etc., we mass vaccinate whilst there was virus circulating. The result from that, any 11th 11, 11 grade biology student will tell you, you will drive the emergence of variants. Whenever you vaccinate population, when there's existing virus circulating and the immunological battlefield is not clean, you will drive variants. And in those variants, besides being infectious, they could become, they could be very lethal. So that is the one thing we should be concerned about with China, that they do not mass vaccinate. They use early treatment. They properly protect the elderly. Use early treatment. Use vitamin D. Use nasal orances, Properly ventilate your homes. But no mass testing of asymptomatic people. No mass quarantine of asymptomatic. You only test and on quarantine ill, symptomatic people. Above all, China just needs to let the whole rest of their society live free, unfettered lives. No lockdowns, no school closures, no business closures, no mandates. None. Zero. Look, we're coming to the end of this segment, and I want to tell you again about America Outlaw Talk Radio. Plays on iHeart Network. You can listen on all media. Play from anywhere, browse anywhere in the world. You know that all my shows go to podcast daily. It goes to podcast the following day, actually, after this broadcast, and you can hear it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, Podcasts, and many more. And you can find out more about my show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu navigation bar at America Out Loud under our shows or schedule and look for the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Where to find me? Well, I do this blog daily, Alexander COVID News. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R COVID News. Um, I also have a website called drpaulalexander.com no caps, no spaces and as I mentioned in the last segment you know, if you wanted to provide any support to get me through this period of tyranny where we were cancelled uh, you could go to Zell and Zelle LLE but my, my email is sr7283 at gmail.com I put out that book Presidential Takedown How Fauci Toppled Trump Please get it, Amazon.